No matter what I see or how I feel As long as I'm breathing, oh yes I'm breathing I'll bless the Lord As long as I'm breathing, oh yes I'm breathing I'll bless the Lord We want you to help us sing this morning Everybody lift your voice with us and say I will bless the Lord at all times I will bless the Lord at all times God's praises shall continually be in my mouth. No matter what I see or how I feel, I command my soul to bless the Lord. Oh, yes, I will. Oh, 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 Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord in me. Let us exalt his name together as a corporate body. Join in with me and help me bless the name of the Lord. One more time, everybody. I will bless the Lord at all times. And praise yeah. No matter what I see or how I feel, as long as I'm breathing, as long as the breath is in my body, I will. As long as I'm breathing, I will.
another opportunity I'm here to let you know don't miss it amen the scripture said Luke 6 and 38 give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaking together and running over for the measure you give will be measured back to you so if you give them a little bit, you're going to get a little bit back. Amen. If you give generously, you're going to get a whole lot back. The word of God is true. Amen. Now let me tell you what we are doing here this year so you'll understand where your money is going. You know we always like to know where it's going. The first thing is going to help the help ministry. And this is these the people in our community. The youth building is being built for our children. Fellowship, learning, education, doing great things, not just the children in Zion Hill, but the whole community. Amen? This is a community church, y'all. The coach bus being updated and upholstery. Amen? Everything needs to be updated. Don't y'all update your computers and your phones and your wardrobe and all that stuff? Say, we need to update the bus for the glory of God. Amen. And we are also going to get a LED wall. That means the sounds will sound better in the building. Amen. It's good now, but it could be better. Amen. And the next thing is we need better microphones. They need to be updated too. Everything needs to be updated in the house of God, just like it's in your life. Amen. Let us pray. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord God, for loving us. We thank you, Lord God, that you're opening doors and making ways out of no way for us, God. We thank you right now, Lord God, for the fresh anointing that's coming in our life. God, we thank you, Lord God, that you're opening our ears so we can hear your word and be obedient to your word and walk after you, Lord God. Father God, we thank you today, Lord God, that you love us, Lord God, that your angels of protection is always around us. Lord God, we thank you for healing our land, healing our community, healing our homes and our families today. God, we just give you glory, and we thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity. Ushers, come forth. Get your money ready, people.
anointing again. This is our welcome minister. So everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. If you got two legs, stand up. If there's no reason, if you're not sick in your body, you can sit out other than that, stand up. Amen. We want to welcome our members as well as new members. I want everybody to go around and greet somebody. Say, hello, I love you. I'm glad to be here. Amen. Just don't stand in the seat. Go and meet somebody. having a wonderful day. Amen. Please stand with me as we read the word of God. The book is Daniel chapter 6 verse number 3. We say happy anniversary to 
my family friend, Brother Shane and his lovely wife. We are grateful for another year of blessing. Amen. It's all right to clap. Anybody else have an anniversary? Anybody wants to get married today? Oh, there's one anniversary there. Congratulations. That is, uh, Pastor, that's your anniversary? Pastor Washington and Dr. Valerie, happy anniversary. How long have you all been married now? Long, long time. 43 years. Amen. Amen. Attorney Shane, how long have we been married? 30 years. Amen. What a blessing. To God be the glory. The book is Daniel, chapter 6. We're going to look at one verse, verse number 3. If you find it, please say amen. The Bible said, then Daniel was preferred above all other presidents and above all the princes. In other words, he was ranked higher than everybody else. Why? Because he had on him a spirit of excellence. Honestly, I can close my book and go home. The message today is simple. I'm trying to address all of our young people, but adults can learn from it also. God wants all of us to develop a spirit of excellence. The Bible said, as a result of that spirit upon Daniel, the king thought of him and set him above the whole kingdom. Some of you asked me to pray that you have promotion in your job. You really don't need prayer for that. All you need is to develop a spirit of excellence. And promotion will naturally flow in your life. Lord, we thank you for the word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will help me to preach it. I need your super or my natural. Help every hearer, especially our young people. Lord, I pray that you will bless everyone present here today. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, There to be a Daniel. There to be a what? A Daniel. My assignment today, because today is what we call Youth Sunday, 
my assignment is to encourage our youth. And of course, even those of you who are adults, I'm believing God that you can learn something also. Amen. For illustration of what I want to talk about, when I say there to be a Daniel, we're going to look at the life of five people. See, I have some lawyers here in town. It's what we call, when we were in law school, we would learn a legal principle, and then we would use case studies to illustrate those principles. So I see Tony Shane there, Tony Button, praise God. We got a bunch of lawyers earlier this morning. So to whom much is given, much is required. That's what they do in court. They have all these cases that they can tell the court, this case support my, my theory. And so I'm going to be using five case studies in the word of God. Number one, the case of Daniel. Number two, the case of Shadrach. Number three, the case of Meshach. Number four, the case of Abednego. Number five, the case of Joseph. Every one of these young stars, their life is, is teaching us the same thing that I want our young people to develop in this church. Ladies and gentlemen, by way of background, let me remind you that there is a nation called Babylon. Back then, they call it an empire. And of course, we have the nation of Israel. It is not uncommon that these two countries be fighting each other. They do it quite often. So one country will go against the other country, and whoever wins is the champion. Just like right now, you probably notice Russia is fighting what country? Ukraine. So the Bible is very relevant. There's nothing new under heaven. In this particular event, Israel and Babylon went to war. Guess who won? Babylon. So they conquered Israel. And guess what they did as a result of their victory? They basically kidnapped a bunch of young kids in Israel. And they take them to Babylon. Among those who were kidnapped was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Among those who were kidnapped was Daniel. Most theologians believe that Daniel was probably about 12 years old when he was kidnapped from his country. So look at the people 
on this time. That's the age group you're dealing with. Some theologians argue that Daniel was about 16. But either way you look at it, these are little kids that were removed from their own home to go to another country. By the way, if you really think deep, that's black history in a nutshell. I know you're proud Americans. You have American passport. But the truth be told, you were kidnapped from one location and brought here. That's what happened to those kids. Now they found themselves in a foreign country. And guess what Babylon decided to do with those kids? They decided to begin to change their name. So when you hear the word Shadrach, Meshach, that's not their name. Many of you, you're bearing names now that is really not yours. <laughs> it's getting personal now. It's amazing how history repeats itself. They wanted to change not only the name, they changed the language of these young kids. Sounds familiar? See, the slaves, when they came here, they had their own language. But their colonizer killed all those languages. You got to learn English now. You're in America. They wanted to change their culture. They wanted to change their belief system. In fact, believe it or not, they wanted to change their God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you follow the biblical account, then you will see how we can learn some valuable lessons from the life of this youngster. What can we learn from them? Number one, you will notice they encounter Mr. Daniel, or little kid, but because he had values, he didn't give in to their demands. What did I say he had? And every one of you here, you ought to develop some values for your life, values for your family. What do I mean by value? I'm talking about something that you determined in your life. You're not going to do this, or you would do this, you would do that. Everybody got values. The only question is, what kind of values do you have? Ladies and gentlemen, it is important that you have values in your home. Like I have five kids, you know. There are some things that you would never get the daras to do. That's our value. You ought to have your own family values. You ought to have values. Your children, how to, you raise them with a certain belief system. Babylon was trying to chain these people. One of the examples given the word of God is that they were trying to feed them with pork. 
These kids are Jewish. Jews don't eat pork. All right? So what do you do when you find yourself in a situation that your employer or whoever, your government, your, even your friend, they're trying to change who you are. That's why your value comes in. So you don't develop your values when you're in trouble. Values are developed long before any trouble, long before any temptation, long before any challenge comes in. And look at what Daniel did. The Bible said Daniel was determined not to defy himself. You know, they were recruited, all these preteens, we call them, they were recruited to the king's palace. They were going to, to educate them, change their language, change their culture, change their diet. They were over delicacies. They were offered wine. What will you do when you find yourself in that situation? You know what many of us would do? We will compromise. And that is what's wrong with our people. Not willing to stick to how your mom and dad raised you. What has brought you so far. You need to develop a value for your life. Daniel refused to eat pork. He refused to drink wine. He said, no, my mama don't raise me that way. My religion don't permit me to be a part of this mess. I would rather do without food than to comp compromise my faith. Part of the problem right now in our community, there's too many sellouts. Dare to be a Daniel. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm believing God for children that will grow up in this church that say no to drugs. I don't care how many people are smoking dope at school. In fact, Brother Shane, I don't mind telling you, when I was in law school, I had some friends. And every time it's time for us to study together, they are always smoking marijuana. But they are always amazed that I would not participate in that. We are study partners, and they think they got to get high to be able to stay long hours. Your values is critical as you grow up in life. I'm believing God there'll be young people in this church that will say, I'll go to school, but I will not cheat in school. I'm believing God that God will raise children in this school that will say, I will have no sex before I get married. Ladies and gentlemen, you can do it by the grace of God. 
When you have values like that, you're simply saying, this is what I value. This is very important to me. I'm not going to cross this line. So when temptation comes, long before that temptation comes, you have already decided. And even sometimes your friends will know what are your values. They're not going to mess with you. I go to places, I never have to tell them I don't drink alcohol. They would never offer that to me. Because they can tell you don't care for that. Are you still here? Every one of us as Christians, we need to be people of value. If your co-worker cannot distinguish between you and the rest of the world, you're a bad witness for Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I challenge every one of you parents to go home and sit down with your children. Ask them specifically, what are your values? And ask them, why is this important to you? I got some of my children here. They will tell you. I will say, no, you cannot be a dara and be like this. No, it's not acceptable. You see how this thing works? My values may be different from your values. But your values better be grounded in the word of God. Why? Because heaven and earth will pass away. But what God said will stand forever. Somebody shall value. Another thing I want you all to, to learn from this preteen, it blows my mind. These are little kids. They're not grown-up teenagers. They're not adults. They are little kids, yet they were well brought up. They have common sense, what we call home training. That's what's missing in our society today. How can a 12-year-old go on a rampage trying to shoot everybody in the school? Somebody raised that child. We need some values. Another thing that we can learn from the life of these youngsters is courage. They were courageous. If you read the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse 4 and 6, they were told, okay, now you're no longer in your country. You are in Babylon now. Welcome on board. You need to be aware there is a big image out there of the king. When you hear the sound, everybody in this country must bow. Guess what this kid says? They had the courage to confront the government and say, we will not bow. 
Let's think about it. Why is it that we surrender our young people to media and new age culture? It's like you parents are living one, one way and the children are living another way. Where are the values of your family? Those kids say, Mr. King, your honor, your majesty, we love you. We respect your office. But we will not bow. Our God, whom we serve, he is able. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting on that. You got to come to a point in your life that you know that you know that your God is able. I love every church. I love all the pastors. But there are some things I would never be a part of. Because my values are different. And you have to have courage to stand up for what you believe. If you don't stand up for something, you will fall for anything. Amen. These three things, they took a stand. Amen. We will not bow. All right. The king for one them. Children, maybe you don't know about Babylon. If you don't bow, you're going to burn. I wonder how many black folks will still be standing after you're told if you refuse to play by the rule, you go, you're going to be turned into ashes. These little preteens, they refuse. They said, not only is our God able to, to deliver us, he will deliver us. And guess what? They went to another level of faith. They said, even if he don't, we're still not going to give up our values. I hope someday when I'm dead and gone, that somebody can look back and say, thank God I had a pastor who don't kiss up to nobody. Who don't join any clique. You do you, I do me. And be comfortable in your own skin. I'm black and I'm proud. Are you all still here? The Bible is so real. The only thing that really blows my mind is to see young people, young people, demonstrating real courage in the face of death. You know what they told Daniel? <laughs> Son, if you don't bow, you're going to go into the lion's den and they're going to eat you up for lunch. You know, it's like America. Bible is not really complicated. We try to make it complicated. See, in America, we kill people, especially when we catch them committing uh, major capital crimes. And sometimes we will give them a choice, you know. How you want to die. That's what they did to Saddam Hussein, in case you don't know. 
do you want us to hang you? You're going to die. <laughs> I mean, so you just get to choose how you're going down. Do you want to die by hanging? Do you want to die by firing squad? Do you want to die by lethal injection? Do you want to die on an electric chair? But either way you go, <laughs> brother Baba, <laughs> you're going to die. That's what these pre-teenagers, that's what they were facing. One, they're going to throw him into the lion's den. Hungry lions. They're so hungry before you, before you come in, they're ready. They're ready. They're ready for you. The other three were going to throw you in the fire and burn into ashes. Yet these little colored boys, they said, we're not going to buy. Oh, how much we're missing this generation. No values, no courage to stand up to the culture. There's something we call peer Pressure. Anybody heard that before? You'll be amazed how many of our juvenile young folks were in trouble today, locked up because of peer pressure. But when you know who you are, and you know who she are, and your mama don't raise no dummy, then you can stand up for what you believe. When everybody is acting a fool, you know I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, they did not compromise. What are you going to do when you face with a situation that demands for your faith to be challenged? My message to all of you, if you want to be used by God, you must be willing to be unpopular. Did you hear what I said? The problem with many people, they're trying to be accepted. You're trying to fit in. But your Bible says you are in this world, but not of this world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of this world. You cannot be hidden. Then the Bible says, let your light so shine among men that they will see your good work and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Are you still here? I had a, a crisis yesterday, late at night. I never even told my wife about it. Uh, one of my preacher got arrested. Mm -hmm. So they took, they took the preacher to DC1, locked up. So I said, okay, all right, I, I get it. 
who is the judge on demons? They say, his honorable Hesu. I say, I want his number now. They told me, no, we don't give numbers out. I say, my name is Joshua Jordala. Oh, yes, sir, coming right on. <laughs> you are to stand out in your field. I don't care if you're a school teacher. I don't care if you're a janitor. You are called to be an ambassador for Christ. Yes, it was late, all right. I said, no, my preacher will not spend a night in jail. I don't endorse wrongdoing. We'll figure out what went wrong later on. But this preacher is coming out tonight. I woke up the judge. I sure did. They said, you came earlier. You gone for the day. No, your day is not finished. Set the bond now. You see how this thing works? Who am I? Nothing but an F1 student from foreign country. But if you will learn to be a man or woman of value, you will have the courage to stand up. No matter who is in government, Democrat, Republican, they may not like you, but they will respect you. Can you handle the truth? Thank God for these pre-teenagers, pre-teens. Another thing I want you to pick up in their life is the fact that they were people of integrity. What is the first thing I see about them? They are people of value. They had values. We're not going to eat no pork up in here. We're Jewish people. What's the second thing I said about them? They have courage to stand up for righteousness. They're not compromising. Now, third point I'm trying to tell you, according to the scripture, they were people of integrity. How did I know that? Check out Daniel chapter 6, verse number 4. Because these kids refused to play by the government rule, and they stood up for what they believed, they stood up for what their mama taught them, they stood up for what their religion is, they stood up for righteousness. Now the government began to investigate them. I've been there. They will set you up for insubordination. Then they, they bug your telephone and put a camera in your office. They'll be following you around town, trying to see if you can find something wrong. But check what the Bible says concerning little boy called Daniel. All right. Daniel chapter 6, verse 4. 
They said the officers were investigating him, but they couldn't find anything. Anything they couldn't find about him. You know, they tried to do the same thing to Jesus Christ. Even the governor of the state said, Ah, no. I'm sorry. We have no case against this guy. I wonder what will be of you if you've been investigated. Daniel was found to be responsible. Daniel was found to be faithful. Daniel was found to be trustworthy. You know what I'm trying to tell you, church? You can live a life to the point that you are above reproach. I wonder, what if they check your car out there today? What if we get a K-9 dog just to sniff all the cars in the parking lot? Will you be found clean? Ain't nobody shouting today. <laughs> we, never, we don't have these kind of preachers no more. And I'm not talking about coming to your house in the church parking lot. In the house of God. I wonder if we collect all the purse. Are we going to find just medication that were prescribed by the doctor? I wonder. Those of you who are married, when was the last time you turned over your phone to your spouse to check who you texting? Mm -hmm. Who is my requiring here today? He said, oh, Lord. Sister Elizabeth, what have you been feeding the preacher? (laughs) What if they get your laptop just to check and browse through Every side you've been. Second Corinthians 5.20 say, you are an ambassador for Christ. Mr. Ambassador, Madam Ambassador, can people look into your life? If they dig deep, what are they going to find? These little teenagers, in fact, they're not even old enough to be teenagers. Preteens, they check them out and they find nothing. Young people, can we count on you to go to school and don't, don't have to cheat on your exams? Might require today. I happen to know about that. You know, I teach over there at the university. I'm amazed how much money, and that's a Christian school. (laughs) Jesus. 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can we count on you that when you go to school, you will not be guilty of plagiarism? The Bible said they literally investigated Daniel and found nothing wrong. Hallelujah. Another thing I want to say for the sake of time is that these young people had a spirit of excellence. That's what I just read to you. Daniel chapter 6 verse 3. The Bible said Daniel was preferred above all others. Why? Because a spirit of excellence was upon him. So much that the king was so impressed, he set him above everybody else. That's why I say you want promotion in your job. Promotion don't come from east or west. Promotion don't come from north or south. You don't have to join no clique. You don't have to kiss up to nobody. If you allow a spirit of excellence. To dominate your life. You never have to worry about being promoted. Are you still here today? Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel proved himself. That he was capable, far better than the others. Let me put it in practical terms. Daniel was a slave, a boy, a slave in a foreign country. Have you noticed there are foreigners who will come here illegally? They swim across the water. Some of them, they, they run barefooted, travel hundreds of miles. And they get in here and they start to struggle. Before you realize it, they have their own trade. They have their own house. They have their own car. Now they're running a business. And you and me, people who are born and raised here, you're tripping. That's right. I don't know the English for that. Tripping. We need a spirit of excellence. Don't settle for just being average. I had somebody in my house. She would tell me, I try. At some point, I couldn't take it anymore. I said, it's not enough to try. If your last name is going to be Dara, you got to go beyond. <laughs> you are called to win. Why will you search for being good when you are called to be great? You know what the Bible said concerning you? You are a royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation. You are very peculiar. Are you still here? What is my message? A spirit of excellence will always lead to promotion on any job, in any business. 
Number five. Notice this young people, they were spiritual. See, they set up the image, they play the music, everybody, when you hear the sound, bow. But they remember, thou shalt have no other God beside me. The Bible says, Daniel will go home. Imagine a 12-year-old, 14, maybe 16-year-old. He will go home. He will open his window so that everybody can see. Many of you, you are Christian, but your co-worker don't know about it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be successful in life, what I'm saying to you, you've got to include God. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how talented you are. Without God, you can do absolutely nothing. Except the Lord build the house. Psalms 127, verse 1. Everybody that labors, labors in vain. Except the Lord protect the city, in vain the watchman is watching. Take note of another young man by the name Joseph. You know his story. He was different. Although I say to you, the topic today is there to be a Daniel where Take it further. Dare to be different. If there's one thing I'm very proud of is that I don't consider myself another, another pretender. I'm different. I celebrate my uniqueness. Joseph had a coat of many colors. Nobody else have that. He was not afraid to wear his coat. Are you afraid to wear your coat? Some of you are even scared to be to be black. <laughs> now your middle name is Oreo. This young man had a dream. When you have a dream, it makes you different. You're not like anybody else on the, on the street. Notice, people will accept you <laughs> if what you got is the same old, same old thing. People, everybody, where you, wherever you go, they will accept anything that is the same. But check this out. Eventually, they will respect what is different. I'm living that. I'm walking in that anointing. You don't have to preach like nobody. You don't have to act like everybody else. You don't have to try to be like the Joneses. You don't have to bow to no peer pressure. Tell them to, to get lost. Know who you are. 
and be proud of who you are. Are you still here? The problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that too many of us, we downplay our distinction. So we can fit in. You see the problem? Like when I have a, a foreign accent. You think I'm trying to get rid of that? No. I waste a badge of honor. Every now and then, people would tell me, ah, when my ministry first began, we were getting all kinds of letters. I can't understand what he says. I said, good for you. When you understand, come back. <laughs> Just be happy. Right. If you are a Chinese, praise God for you. Right. If you are a woman, be proud to be a woman of God. If you're a man, walk like a man. Talk like a man. Right. You don't be a man, be walking like a woman. <laughs> the devil is a lie. <laughs> I'm trying to help somebody. The Bible says, do not conform to this world. Am I in the book? He said, be transformed by renewing of your mind. That means you don't need to conform to what's going on in the world. If you allow, they will dress you. They will tell you how to fix your hair. They will tell you when to sleep, when to wake up. Before you realize, you might as well be a robot. Go there, go over there, go there. No. I never will forget I was in London, England, trying to record. And they, they sent me to a room, and there's a bunch of six ladies there, and their job is to do makeup for you. And there. I said, what you all doing? They said, we've got to prepare you for TV. I said, I've been on TV 10 years. What you all doing? They said, oh, we got to fix you up. Man, I walked out. So when you are ready, roll the camera. <laughs> so the, the, the call got on the phone. They said, man, we got some maniac of Gadara here. <laughs> but when I begin to, to pour out my heart, no notebook, no Bible, I said, roll the camera. I begin to, good morning, good morning, and good morning. The phone begins to ring. I was supposed to be a one-timer on TBN. Now I got my own broadcast. Just be you. Be proud of who God made you. And celebrate your distinction. Include God. That's why I ask you like Joseph. Are you courageous enough to wear your coat? None of his brothers liked him because of that coat. But every time he show up, he wears his coat. Amen. You got to know who you are, and you got to know if God be for you, nobody can stand against you. Amen.
Just look at somebody next to you and say, I'm going to wear my coat. How about you? Ask him or her, I'm going to wear my coat. How about you? See, this house is full of gifts. This house is full of talents. All I'm saying to you is include God. Be a man or woman of value. What else did I say? Be a man or woman of courage. What else did I say? Be a man or woman of integrity. On your job, in your ministry, everywhere you go. What else am I saying? Be a, wo a woman, a man, a woman who have a spirit of excellence. I get tickled when people will pass by this church and they call this church a white church. There's a reason for that. Because they are used to mediocrity. They are used to afraid lifestyle when it comes to black. No, it's not a white church. There is nothing that God cannot do through you if you allow a spirit of excellence. You know what I told the church leaders when I came? I told them, I said, think of a five-star hotel. I said, I refuse. The, the microphone in our church, God is my witness. I use a butcher knife to cut it. They bought it from Radio Shack. Many of you are young, you don't know Radio Shack. They have a little microphone, uh, they stick it on the wall. And every time I was screaming, arr, 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 I said, the devil is alive. But thank God for all the people here. See, everything you see here, this don't come from Africa. It's the people right here. They live here. Some of them work, work with you. So what's the difference? They embrace a spirit of excellence. And just like we do it as a church, now I'm challenging you and me. Let's do it at home. Let's do it in our marriage. Let's do it on our job. Let's do it in our business. That's why I reminded you. And I will say this and shut up. You are the light of this world. Did you hear what I said? What did I call you? You are the light of the world. If things going to get straight in central Louisiana, I'm looking at the people that will make it straight. Not the government. Thank God for government. Not the police department. Thank God. They're doing their job. But at the end of the day, charity begins from home. Let your light so shine. Among men. You know what the Bible says will happen? They will see. <laughs> Hallelujah. They will see your good work. And it will bring glory to God. 
Every prostitute of the street, that's glory to his name. Every crackhead that has a change of heart, that's glory to his name. One brother showed up this, this morning to share with us in our worship service. He said, it's been 17 years now that he was delivered from drug use. That's glory to his name. So when you shine and I shine and all of us begin to shine, it will rub off on all of our children. It will rub off on our grandchildren. It will rub off in our neighborhood. It will rub off in our community. I rest my case. Everybody stand to your feet. I want us to pray. Hallelujah. I need one of our pastors to come and lead us in this prayer. Thank you, children, for your ministry. You're the one that caused me to preach this kind of preaching today. I'll see you at the top. In my spirit, I'm looking at CEOs of major companies. In my spirit, I'm looking at governors and senators and presidents and business owners, even entrepreneurs in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on down. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your word, almighty God. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that the word is going forth in our hearts and our minds, almighty God. Father God, Lord, we just ask you, Lord, this morning, God. Lord, move upon the hearts of your people, almighty God. Lord God, you say it, almighty God, that with you all things are possible, almighty God. God, help us, Lord God, Lord, not only to be hearers of your word, to be doers, almighty God. Your word declares that we're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, almighty God. Lord, help us to take our rightful positions in you, Lord God. Help us to live lives that will bring glory to you, almighty God, Lord. Help us to be an example, Lord God, of the believe, almighty God, Lord. God, Lord, I ask you, almighty God, Lord, do a work in here this morning, almighty God, Lord. God, help us, Lord God, Lord, Lord, to be soul winners for you, almighty God, Lord. Everywhere we go, Lord God, Lord, I ask you, help us to be a reflection of you, Almighty God, Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, help us to stand on the principles of your word, Almighty God. Lord, don't let us stray to the left or to the right, Almighty God. But God, keep us in the center of your will, Almighty God. Help us to look to you, God. You said you're the author and the finisher of our faith, Almighty God. You said that you'd open doors that no man can shut, Lord. And you shut doors that no man can open almighty God Lord. God open up doors for your people Lord. God close doors that need to be closed almighty God Lord. Oh God in the name of Jesus Lord God everywhere we go Lord God help us Lord God to lift up a standard almighty God for you almighty God Lord. God you said almighty God Lord since you are for us 
who can be against us, Almighty God? In the name of Jesus, Lord, I bind every spirit of compromise, Almighty God, every spirit of complexity, Almighty God. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, show yourself strong through us, Almighty God. Help us to be vessels, Almighty God, that you can use, Almighty God, Lord. God, not only to get the gospel out, Almighty God, but to let others know, Lord, that there is a God, Lord, and that we can live this life with you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, praise God. If there's anyone, praise God, that don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know that the doors of the church are open. And you know what the Bible says? Heaven rejoices over one soul. Just think about when there's even more, Almighty God. And the, the translation say that heaven is having a party when one soul come to Christ. Our pastor and the first lady will be sitting here. And if there's anyone that needs a church home, I'm here to testify to you that this is the place to be, praise God. God is moving by spirit, praise God. And we love you, praise God. And we welcome you to be part of this ministry, praise God. Now at this time, praise God, we'll have our benediction, praise God. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May he lift up his confidence and may he give you peace. May God's grace and mercy go with you and give you traveling mercy as you travel to your various homes. In Jesus' name, we love you at Zion Hill. Amen.